hopefully we uh, came in with Trump and we'll go out with Trump. That's that's, that's the goal. <laughs> that's it. That's the whole nation. The whole nation. People don't realize, uh, it, you know, this is Trump's the only person who stands between us and what you and I know to be Cuban style socialism that starts off as hating cops, knocking down statues, the country's corrupt, their history sucks. Uh, that's what Castro would do about the history of Cuba. He would say that the Spaniards were, were terrible, the Cubans after him were terrible. He had a, an edge that the Democrats don't have. He, act, he had a, actually had a dictator in Batista. But it's all the same thing. Oh, absolutely. And Americans don't get it. Guys, but they're, the, the tune they're singing is right out of the Bolshevik Salolinsky handbook. Don't you see that the country's going left to the left? to the left and only Trump stands in your way whether you like how he talks or whether, what he says or, why would you care he's not coming over for dinner well absolutely and I you know being a conservative over, the, over there is very different oh, and please. Um, you know I have a lot of friends and I have a lot of people that are conservative but they are I think Quiet. more the silent majority yeah. You know, and you think they're a majority I, or no? I mean, I I really don't know. I never considered myself the silent majority. I was a supporter of his from the very first day when he came down the escalator. Yes. I remember, you know, my husband and I were talking, and you know, I said, "Oh my God, Trump's running for office," and he said, "Oh, he's you know he's done that before. Yeah. That's not going to happen." And I I had a real big belief in him from the beginning, and um, I I was a supporter, and you know, I, I put my sign up on the my front lawn as soon as you know the the, the convention and. And, you know, did you ever get any flack from did, pilot, I mean, from, from uh, pilot, whatever you call it? Well, <laughs> no, I mean, they weren't. They weren't really. No, it's, they, they like, it's, it's a non-political was... position, and you know. But basically, as far as my belief, you know, and I was always a supporter. So then, you know, the election in 2016 was insane, mm -hmm. and he wins, right? And uh, that was October, and then in uh, I'm sorry, November, just a few weeks earlier, my husband got elected. For oh, his position. So, so you're this, in the middle this of the is 2016. Wow, the celebration. And, you know, we were not sure who was going to win. Was it going to be Hillary? Was it going to be Trump? So, you know, we were like, my husband gets elected at the end of October. Trump wins the election a couple weeks later. So we're, we're off to D.C. with Trump. You know, and then and you already had set that if he won, you immediately start looking for homes and all that stuff. Well, like. right. I mean, we we were we were setting everything in motion. Plus, you, know? you had and kids. You, you had kids. You had to extract out of school. Right? Uh, I had a. I have, we have two older children, and um, my daughter gets accepted to University of Virginia. Hello. And she's uh, like two hours from me, so that all happens, <sighs> you know, at the same time. And then have a, a, a younger um, middle son that's in Florida at, in. Um, in college, right. and then I have a, a, a young daughter that is starting high school. Oh so she, my God! You know, what so a contrast. We, we put her. You know, she she tests for all the schools up there. She ends up getting. You know, she's very smart, and she gets into the top schools. And she chooses in the Virginia Washington area. It's in Washington D.C. It's a Catholic uh, co-ed high school, and uh, she starts there as a freshman. And she's I mean, she's graduating this year. She wasn't the math or was it? Uh, what was it called? It's called St. John's College High School. Don't know it, but Which is, that um, must be really cool. Yeah, it's a great school. Because the basketball schools, there were all Catholic prep schools that were kicked. Oh, yeah. They have like a Gonzaga, and they have, you know, they're sort of like, they're Jesuit schools. Yeah. So it's... it's. And since I went to Jesuit basketball school, <clears throat> a little cooler <laughs> basketball school than, you know, Archdiocese yeah, yeah. Columbus, uh, real, you know, full court press. Uh, yeah, I remember that district of high schools were our dream come true, but Belen could never... Yeah. Go to national tournaments because we were too small. Yeah, I mean, they're very. It's very competitive schools, and you know, my my two other children went to you know one went they went to like um, single sex high schools in in Tampa. You know, my daughter went to um, Tampa Catholic. 
No, no my son one? went to Jesuit High School and in Tampa. Yeah. And then my daughter went to um, Academy of the Holy Names, which is an all-girls high school. Right down so then the alley. little one says, I don't want, I don't want and to you do... Went to, and you went to let the audience know what high school you went to here? Me? Yeah. Uh, Our Lady of Lourdes. <laughs> you know, of course. Guess, you know what I did as a renegade concrete conservative that I was back then? I went and dated a girl from Carl Gables. Oh. How shame on me. Lourdes was looking down at me that day. I was a sinner. You were. <laughs> or at least you didn't date a Carrollton girl. Yeah, I guess you guys gave me, threw me, threw me a towel. As long as you didn't you go. You did okay, Manny. You yeah, did okay. Um, I did okay. I went against uh, Carrollton. Oh, well. Uh, I, I didn't get over it. I loved it the whole time. Now, what is he. What do you do for Trump's re-election? Well, I'll tell you what happened. So I, I moved to D.C., and then, of course, the first couple of years are. You know, it's it's he's Figure yourself around. I mean, he's going against everything and I'm trying to find my way. And um, where I live, I live in Woodley Park, which is um, where the National Zoo is sort of in the middle of, you know, in Washington, D.C. So it's a great neighborhood. And we have a Catholic church right across the street. So, oh, you know, when I moved to my building, you live in like a brownstone, it's or? A high, you know, high rise, oh, and high it's rise. a rental, but a very nice uh, place to live in Woodley Park. And I, there's a church right across the street. So I call my, I mean, I imagine telling my mother, mommy, I have a church right across yeah, the street. I've been blessed. There's no excuse. Right. So I go to mass, you know, on Sundays and um, one Sunday, maybe like a year, a year and a half ago, um, I'm in mass and all of a sudden I see a woman and, you know, I look at her, she's blonde and she has like three kids with her and I'm like, She oh. has a Trump Bible book finder. No, 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 she's <laughs> nothing like that. Well, she, you know, she, I'm looking at her and I, you know, I'm supposed to be praying right after communion, but I'm, you know what we do? We look yeah. at everybody as yeah. they, yeah. <laughs> as they file down from. Oh, absolutely. It's a social I, gathering whether we I like it or not. I see a woman and I say, you know, I think that's Kellyanne Conway. Oh my God. So, you know, I said, let me see, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, I, I kind of like picked her out, but I wasn't sure. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to get out of church. And if I see her again, I'll say something. So I kind of just did that. I waited. And, you and know, she's very, very personal. Yeah. So I come out of the church and um, everybody was kind of going out the back. And she was in the back lighting a candle. And she was with her three kids. So I went up to her and I said, please forgive my husband for being a, a total jerk off. Because her no. husband is like so well, anti-Trump. Yeah. I, I didn't talk about that. <laughs> I said, um, I said, hey, are you um, Kellyanne? I just wanted to tell you that you know how much I appreciate your loyalty to President Trump, and you know this was before she you know held the position that she holds now. Oh, so it was pre. And um, she basically, I said, I, I'm so grateful. I'm so loyal. Yeah, I'm. I'm so grateful that you're so loyal to the president, and she. And I just want to let you know that you, that he has supporters here in Woodley Park, and we're probably among the minority. Mm. And uh, she said, "Oh, you'd be surprised. There, you know, there's a lot of supporters in this neighborhood, but you know, of course, silent, right. plus, silent minority. Plus, independents up to here with the Democratic Party. So then, you know, I said, I said, and my mom and I, or my mom's a huge, um, you know, right wing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's. I said, we, we're so appreciative. We love you, you know, and please let me know if, if there's... Squeeze. Squeeze so that it's closer to your head. Yeah, if there's anything that... Go like that. ...that we can do to, um, you know, help the president, and um, we're here. So so basically, you know, you know, I kind of left it at that. And, and you would see each other in more Sundays? Well, no, I didn't see her again. Wow. And then last year, um, it was back-to-school night at St. John's, and I go to back-to-school night, and all of a sudden, I had heard rumors that her son, she, her oldest son, was starting school there. So I see her, 
Wow. And, you know, the school is, you know, I would say it's in D.C., so it's, prime. you know, the, the, the families are more on the liberal side. And so the there, wasn't, there wasn't a lot of people, like, kind of talking to her. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I did go up to her again. And you were the Latawaya. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I thought, I'm not going to let this opportunity, you know, be missed. So after the thing was over, I kind of went up to her and I said, I, I, I introduced myself again. And I said, hey, Kellyanne, do you remember I met you in Woodley Park? And she said, of course, I remember you. And she kind of told me what I was wearing. She remembered that I had on this jacket. Yay, she liked my style, like whatever. So basically, we, we kind of touched base. And I said, hey, I just want to tell you again, because already things are moving along and things are getting worse for the president. Oh, my God. And I said, I'm here. Let me know what I can do. So she basically gives me her personal email. And she says, shoot me an email and let me know. So I kind of wrote. You know, I, said, I got a favor to ask now that you sure. said that. I won't say it on the air, or I could, I could say it on the air. I had a run-in with her, too. Mine was, like, really cool because it happened here on the key. She just, he had just gotten elected, mm-hmm. and he asked her to stay away from him. He's going to be up in Palm Beach, and he asked her to stay away from Palm Beach because the transition crap is coming on, and you need to relax and rest. Right. Get supercharged because you're going to be my chief of staff, my liaison, whatever the hell decision he was going to make. And I'm, I had this idea that I really felt in my gut because I'm an egomaniac. I, I came up with an idea that on the wall that Mexico could pay for. And I could have sworn when he was saying it that it was my wall, that he saw it online. It's been up since 2003. So he took the idea from you. I, in my head. <laughs> Complete Kuwano, make up your stuff, make up your own reality, reality. So I'm gonna find out if this is if this if there's any chance I uh, I would know I would have to give the concept, give the idea to her. Well, she was Ted Cruz in the beginning, and I was Ted Cruz in the beginning. No, I know that. Okay, and she did a tremendous amount. People don't know this about Kelly Ambers. She raised a lot of money for Ted Cruz, so much so that Trump brought her in because he says, "Man, woman, you are awesome." Mm-hmm. No, and she's a, she's all, a force to be reckoned with. And uh, an incredible diction. Oh my ability gosh! Ability to talk, mm-hmm. and Trump is not ability to talk. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm in the Win Dixie with my car full of stuff already, and one of my sexy gal girlfriends with her beach outfit on uh, comes to me. Well, well, well. Guess who I was with? She shows me a, a selfie of her and Kellyanne Conway. I go, "Donde?" <laughs> she goes, "She's at the Ritz Carlton." I leave my car right there. <laughs> With, with all the stuff in it. Everything. I leave my car right there. I get in my golfer, I go on straight home, and I bring my idea, the Great Wall of Will, which is the border wall that has a train on it that stops 10, 5, 10 times in train stops between San Diego to Brownsville, unloading cargo that Mexico would pay for. And I knew that in my heart when I came up with the idea back in 2012 when I was writing this book. It's part of a 400-page book, and that was just one chapter in it. Mm-hmm. And I gave it to Ted, and I gave it to Marco, and they both told me to go pound sand. <laughs> it cost $560 billion. But I go, guys, why are you so narrow-sighted as if $560 billion we haven't already spent on illegal immigration? We've already course. spent that money. Of course. So guess what my answer was? We're going to pay for it. The American people are, not the federal government. They're only giving us the land in between Mexico and the United States. Mm-hmm. And we're building it on the Mexico side. Why? Because we're going to be on that side of the uh, Rio Grande. So we don't have to go to court over the iguanas and the birds and the Indians, the Indian reservations that are there. Oh, now you're thinking, aren't you? And I go, I'm telling you, this thing will cost zero. And in the Ted's case, it was 
um, his, his, his wife, who's Goldman Sachs, she can go public with the company that builds the train, and you and I get to own it. The American citizens buy the shares. It trades on the exchange under GWW, Great Wall of Will, GWW. So I barge into conference calls, and I believe, I never knew for sure, but I'm going to find out today, if that she was in the in this conference call of, oh, wow. of big bundlers. A lot of people sure, raised their right, money, right, she right. was the biggest one. And yeah, I was the I was a phony phony baloney one who was plugged into this call because I haven't really shown my bona fides yet, but right. just, just enough to be included in this call. And we were supposed to have our mute buttons on and just identify who we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm Mac from Key Biscayne, Florida, and then everybody introducing themselves. There was probably I would say 50 people on the call. And was she on the call? Uh, just that voice in the room where he's at. She's not on the call. Mm-hmm. She's Sounds like a room, but yeah. it's unlikely of her because she's a butler. She's just like yeah, me. Yeah, why, right. why would she be physically there? No, man. She was the big shot there. And Ted comes in after the introduction. You can hear his voice, and he's now going to address us. And that's why we were supposed to have our mute buttons on, so we can't talk to him. We can only hear him. Right, right. The hell with that, my friend. <laughs> I said, these people, are, I'll never be able to raise this kind of money. This will be the last time I'm on the air. I'm taking it. I'm going for I'm it. Go- I get rid of my mute my button. mute button. I go. You don't follow rules, do you? No, I go, Senator. You know who I am. We, you know, you invited me to your Lincoln Day dinner a couple of years ago. I was a uh, very uh, bona fide, uh, uh, maxed out donor uh, for your run in, in 2012 in Texas, and you told me I was the only maxed out donor from the 305 area code. Do you recall me? And he goes, Of course, Manny. I remember <laughs> you. And I will be seeing you soon when I come to Florida. I don't know. I go, but you realize you can't beat him unless you have a better wall than he does. And, man, everybody starts releasing their mute buttons. I want to know about this wall. What about this wall? With a train on it? Are you kidding me? And I already had said it. Yeah. I got to be on the call. The lady interjects us. Mr. Campbell, we told you that you cannot lift your button. This wall is about fundraising. This is not about ideas to win the election. Mm-hmm. And Ted goes ahead with her. So he doesn't reply to me at all. Right. Giving me, giving me the Heisman. Heisman in the radio world means look at the trophy. Your hands, you know, arms distance away. You're pushing me away. Gotcha. You don't want to hear your idea. He thinks he can win on his own. And I end up being right. Wow. So on my way home, I'm thinking all this crap because that's, this is what I got to tell Kellyanne. Because I'm going to tell her the whole story, and what do I do? I go home to get the poster of the Great Wall of Will to take it to the from the oh stick in the crack of to my to go to the Ritz. Go to the Ritz. Did you see her? Of course. I'm going to show you the video now, and I I stick it in the crack of you know where, in my shirt, and I put on obviously I put on a pair of bathing suit uh, painting suit, but I'm very clever. I change shirt to the Coca-Cola font that says instead of enjoy Coca-Cola, it's enjoy capitalism. And I come in there with a super bright red shirt that I know will get her attention. I'll get her attention, of yeah. course. And um, I'm going to relive this. Were you in the room when Ted Cruz had a bundler conversation? That's what I'm thinking I'm going to say. But you don't really know exactly when you're going to run into her. Mm-hmm. Now, I noticed my friend's picture with her. I knew the bathing suit. So since I'm a guy guy who loves Go Girl, I'm not going to forget her bathing suit. Okay? So I check her out, and I go, wow, there's, there, there's Kellyanne Conway. And I look away for Bobo Conway. He's nowhere to be found. I recognize that guy. He was. He wasn't. I don't think he, him, and her are hanging out together anywhere. Yeah, I, it's probably the War of the Roses. You know, there's probably a. Oh, yeah. There's probably drywall right down the middle of the Something. house. Something. <laughs> I, I don't think it's so. It's unbelievable. It's yeah, just, that's it's that's, just that's be, like 
how did these people, I mean, that's true love if they stay married. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I come up to her. Hi, Kellyanne Conway. And I won't name the person's name I use because it's a back behind the scenes guy. And I go, do you know so-and-so? And do you know so-and-so? She realizes what the hell I'm talking about, that a backseat Ted Cruz political operatives. She goes, you know them as well? He goes, well, we're both cruisers. Oh, I would love to spend a lot of time with you. And I go, I'm here, and I've got hours. Uh, did you ever hear of Trump associating the wall with the Great Wall of Will, that idea? She goes, no. Did you ever hear Ted talking about Great Wall of Will? No, there goes that question. So you weren't in a you weren't in any of the Butler meetings. I was at a few, but I really can't really recall because why would she elaborate something like of that? Of course, because yeah. she's already working with Trump. So why talk about Ted? So out of the crack of my, you know what? <laughs> when the moon don't shine, I give her this poster, and she goes, "Look, this is what makes America great again." Put a train on top of this wall. There is no debate of where the money's coming up. Comes from the private sector and a border bank. And guess what? Bill Clinton proposed this at one time as an infrastructure bank for infrastructure projects. That's just relive it. He never did anything with it. We'll give him credits because we need the votes anyway. We need the votes in the Senate and the House. And please give it to the president because I'm done with this. There's no. Did she I, take it? She took it with me. She took it with her. Wow. So then later on. Uh, Governor DeSantis, uh, I said, hey, dude, you know, forget about being a senator. As soon as the primaries are over, Marco's going to run back for Senate seat because we know Marco, he's two-faced, you know, where, you know, he says, out of, you know. And he goes, he looks at me like, is that his uh, reputation here in South Florida? Yes. He's going to be senator. So sit back, relax. Whatever money you've raised here, sit back. You're going to be governor of Florida. You're not going to be senator. He looks at me like. And thank, thank goodness he is. Absolutely. And I, of course, had another agenda with DeSantis, that I, which is the amendment of the charter school law that I use. I was the first person using it in Florida history. So I hear word in that mumbo-jumbo, which is Trump married to DeSantis. They have kind of similar people and mm -hmm. talking and similar fundraisers and stuff. And someone in one of DeSantis's fundraising uh, parties, actually it wasn't a, a fundraising party, it was a, uh, his, his first child, uh, Madeline's uh baptism and he invited me to the baptism uh of his daughter madeline and uh sorry madison excuse me it was radio i got a madison not madeline madison and the person tells me oh so you're the great wall of will guy and i go what do you know about that he goes well i was on that call where you talked about it oh you were he goes yeah general um general kelly loves it now i'm thinking oh my god the homeland security guy loves it this is going to change America. <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, there goes that whole Cuban yeah, thing yeah, again. Yeah. I invented it. Yeah. Yeah. I did it. Yeah. Like, I feel like Al Gore. I invented the Great Wall of Will. And in a way, yeah, it well, was my you concept. Might, you never know. You might have You might have had some influence. But uh, I, I I don't know. I mean, Kellyanne, like I said, she gave me her email. And we, we back and forth oh, just goes, a little bit. You know bit. what Manny Campbell and Cuban skating? The oh, yeah. she remembers. I mean, if I see her again, definitely I'm going to bring it up. So, you know, basically she what she did is um, she gave me a connection. Um with Hannah Castillo, which is the coalition's director at the time for the Trump for 2010, 2020 re-election. And uh, yeah, and then also that I spoke to her and she connected me with Latinos for Trump. And then that organization is basically who I've sort and of been in very, touch with. they're very good. Oh yeah, and, they're, and Sandra Benitez and um, 
Leanna, which, uh, which is also ended up being a Lord's girl. The world is so small. No. So I go to um, to the first Latinos for Trump, and I see this. You know, I meet everybody, and um, Leanna's there, and we start talking, and she's like, "Oh, I, where'd you go to high school? Oh, I went to Lord. Uh, you know, of course." So Leanna and I are pretty close. In other words, for the audience out here, estamos metidos en todos lados. Oh yeah. So you know, Leanna's helping them, and um, Sandra. So I've sort of, you know, I've gone to headquarters a couple of times. Beautiful. I mean, I saw the whole operation. Amazing. You got to and, meet um, uh, Pascal, uh, big in, tall it's Pascal. It's in Virginia. You got to meet meet uh, big tall Brad Pascal. No, no, I didn't. But um, I like the. Uh, he seems like a cool camper. And um, also that day there was Kaylee McEnany. You know, who's a whiz which from, is, from your have, area, from Tampa. Yeah, and I have a story about Kaylee. She's so, from Tampa. She's Kaylee super cool. actually. The, the story about Kaylee is that her mom was my daughter's high school cheerleading coach. Oh, my God. So listen to this. Totally so cool. My kids go to um, the school that they went to was Academy of the Holy Names, which is a co-ed you know, school until eighth grade, and then it becomes an all-girls school. Where, that's where my daughter went, and my son went to Jesuit. So um, Kaylee's younger sister, Ryan, which also works for the administration, you know, went, they, they went to school together. My daughter becomes a, a high school cheerleader for Jesuit, and the mother is the coach. So, you Too know, cool. back then, oh, Kay, you know, Kaylee, you know, no one knew about Kaylee, what she was yeah. doing. You know, she ended up incredible. She has an incredible, you know, pedigree. She went to, I think, Harvard uh, Law School. And then well, it kind of shows I mean, a recall. It's amazing. So, so basically, Kaylee has come up and now she's the press secretary. So yeah, I know the parents. The parents are, are incredible. They're, it's a Tampa family. Um, so anyway, all these people are kind of coming, like, gelled together in in Washington for Okay, me, so now which I, need so you cool. to tell, I need you to tell Kelly about the Great Wall of Will. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to. The double whammy. I'm going to, if I see her again. So, you know, I mean, Manny, I'm, I'm trying to do what I can. And through, you know, with Latinos for Trump, but, you know, it's very difficult to break in. You know, people are like, oh, yeah, we'll call you, we'll do this. So I'm doing the best the I can. The worst thing about it, politics, and I've been doing this for a while, and I learned a lot from my father who started this in the 80s to keep the embargo in place. Nobody really likes your idea unless it's theirs. And if you don't let them... Take your idea and run with it like it's well, theirs. You have that problem. No, I, I agree, and I, I think that um, what I do, you know, t- going back to being, you know, the silent majority, I, I never considered myself part of that. I've always been outspoken about my conservatism and about my support for President Trump. So, you know, I go around all D.C. I talk to everybody. I mean, everybody in my building's a liberal. Everybody in the city's a liberal. I mean, I think we had like 90-something percent voted for Hillary. I mean, the, the conservatives are like that. Yeah, yeah, D.C. But, DC you know, I, if I get into an Uber, uh, Uber with, a, uh, you know, an Uber ride. You started dando la oh, I start, hey, how you doing? Oh, where are you from? And right away they ask me, because I always get, you know, oh, where are you from? Because, like, you know, they know that. Yes, ha- your accent alone. I have the little Miami accent. So right away that starts the conversation. Oh, you know, my family, they came from Cuba. And then, you know, we start the conversation. And there's so many, I mean, it's so diverse over there, and it's not just diverse. Yeah, it's like New York. It's not like his. There's, you know, like here in in South Florida and Miami, it's a lot of, you know, Latinos. But over there is diversity from all over the world. Yeah. So you have these Uber drivers from Africa, from, you know, Pakistan, all over the place. You know, so I always have this conversation, and I I can guarantee you that by the time, I get out of the car, I've made a point or two. You know, and that's what I do in my everyday life. I I don't hide my conservatism. I don't hide my. Um, support of you know president trump and um i do that on a daily basis you know i have a sound effects for that keep on talking (laughs) so here's my sound effects oh i say it again i don't hide my conservative what i I don't hide my conservatism you're you're conservative bonafide 
That's all standing ovations. Yay! So, you know, I, I, it's funny because, you know, my kids or my husband's like, hey, don't, you know, they always kind of get embarrassed by me. But, you know, I, I do it in a manner I feel like I can do it. I, feel I, don't, like, I don't. I don't care about what your kids say. No, my, you know, my, I, I, Papa, I, you, Papa, you're so embarrassing. I feel like you know, it's what I what I need to do, and I feel compelled to do it because I feel the the message is very important. Absolutely. And um, you know, and now you know, of course, all this time has gone by, and then the pandemic hits, and you know, life has t- got tough for everybody. It got tough for all of us, but it was really hard to be in a in a liberal city with a pandemic. Yeah, and you know, who refuses it, because, to believe it's bioterror. Because that's me? the biggest problem we have in our country. Americans think that this happened by circumstance, not by bio terror. Well, you know, I, we, we can argue about that all day, and I'm not really sure about that. But I'm saying, like, the lockdowns, and, and you know, I know they were all necessary for, you know, we think they were necessary. But I'm saying living in a liberal city with the pandemics, with the pandemic, and then now with, you know, the racial tensions has been very difficult. And I can say that the only reason that I feel safe and protected is because Trump is there. Because really, our mayor has not done great things for our city. No, I she's mean, painting the streets in yeah, front of it. Uh, she's you know, painting the streets and, and, in front uh, of letting, you know, letting them, you know, do the, their thing. And you know, Trump said no, the National Guard. So you know, we, we're I feel safe, and I feel you know because where Trump is there. So, so I don't uh, know. So you believe it's going to spread across the country, and he's going to win a landslide? You take it that far? You know, like, I, I, do. I, I do. I believe so. I think you know. I think. The more that these people Safety show, security comes the more before. that these people show, you know, show what they really believe in, and the more these liberal cities continue to decay and go into chaos, people are going to be faced with a choice. They're going to say, "Do I want chaos? Do I want, or do I want law and order? You know, what do I want for you know?" So for my I think, children, exactly. So I mean, look at New York City. We have, a, you know, we we go from from D.C. We can be in New York and. Train ride. Two hours. I mean, it's amazing. And you Hunter know, we Biden, did, Biden did it every day. And we do it. We do it. And now my husband and I look at each other and we're like, "Man, are we ever going to be able to go to New York again? It's such a disaster." You know, we we had a huge. You know, talking about piloting, we had a. Huge, what would be the fear of going to New York? The train station itself, no, the or cro- just the cra- the chaos just, in the streets? Just the chaos. You know, the the chaos and you know the defunding the police. They've cut the budget. I don't know how, how the crime rate is going through the roof. Through the roof, murders you know, are and, up. I, and I'm thinking, man, you know what they need? They need Giuliani back. Guess they, what? They and, got this crazy, you know, De Blasio. The majority of New York will vote for Biden. It's sick stuff. Right. So you know, I, I have friends, and we're going back to Trump. And this is what I always say when people say, "Oh, because Trump," you know, you know what? Trump is not a perfect person. And you know, you and I are, are religious people, yeah. and we know God uses imperfect people. For the perfect plan, right? That's all he uses. (laughs) For a perfect plan. So he's not a perfect person, and he has things... Either was Peter and Paul. (laughs) He has things that that we don't like, you know, and his rhetoric at times is... But hey, there's things I don't like about my own self. (laughs) Oh, yeah, of course, right? And Trump's not coming over for dinner. Right. But you know what I always say? Look at what he does and not what he says. Yeah. This is what I always say. So the actions of the president, all his policies that that were going before this pandemic were... To make everybody's life better, all people, regardless of your race, religion. So, how could a president that is putting forth all those policies that are going to help all people be racist? You know, it just doesn't make. Not sense. to mention, how could doesn't he, make sense? How could he be a Nazi if all his kids are married to Jewish men? Oh my and God! Jewish women? Exactly. So <laughs> even this, even the girl that's not married is dating a Jewish guy. Exactly. I don't so, remember her name though. Tiffany. The, Tiffany. So to me, the choice is very clear. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like, um, 
you almost have to like like I think about you know the way that we're raised or you know as Catholics we're kind of we don't do it but to evangelize you know about yeah, let, them call, let them call us pious. Because you know what? <laughs> we have to evangelize about our, our conservatism. You got to spread it's the important. word. It's important. Right now, the silent, the silent majority is, is over. We need to show our support. And, you know, like in my, in my town, like where I live, I wouldn't go out and wear my MAGA hat. You know, it's unfortunate because I might get something bad might happen to me. Yeah. So I'm not going to be that crazy. Mug, you know? take your purse, right, knock you down. But I will, in my manner, I will speak my truth. I will speak about my conservatism. And my support for the president. And I will do this, you know, hopefully, and he'll be, you know, until re-election. So that's my goal. You know, I don't know how far I can get with Latinos for Trump or, oh, you know, what within. Plan? What, but are you I, plan? what are you going to plan? Excuse me? Uh, say it out loud. Are you, uh, you can, uh, do, you, do you know Latinos for Trump's number or just go to the website? What are you planning with Latinos for Trump? You guys going to do a fundraiser or something? Well, um, I have actually, not with Latinos for, for Trump, but I also made some um, other connections with log, um, these log cabin uh, Republicans, mm -hmm. which are um, kind of LGBTQ um, that are for Trump, yes. which is a really incredible thing yeah, in itself. Usually, they're usually affluent, employed gay, gay people. And uh, I made a connection at um, one of the events, because I go to quite a few events for uh, Trump fundraisers. Because you know we're supporters, right. so I met um, this this one guy Shane Shane Shannon at um, at the Trump Hotel at one of the fundraisers that were that I went to with Elaine Chow. So her him Elaine and I, Chow is sitting in the administration, a, a wife of Mitch McConnell. Yes, and she's the housing and um, urban development. Right. So I meet Shane. So she's and, working with Carson, or um, I'm not sure about that because he's the secretary. Yeah, of Yeah, yeah, but she's the or is, she's uh, the secretary of transportation. Is that right? Uh, you'd be correcting me. I, you yeah. know, um, I know that she served as uh, American Red Cross under Bush. Yes. So you're probably right. Transportation. So I meet Shane, and then Shane and I hit it off. And um, before the pandemic hit, we were really working towards getting a fundraiser for Trump um, in D.C. And then, of course, you Have know, you been to the post office. I gotta go there. That must be cool. Oh, it's amazing. You it really is beautiful. Right? Beautiful. So he did uh, it like. Top oh, he did it right. I mean, it's wow. and it's where listen, all the conservatives kind of hang out there. That's the only place I've you're met, safe. It's a safe zone. Um, you know, I've met quite a few people there. I, I've seen Giuliani. I've seen um, Matt, Bobby Ted, Matt Gates, Bobby Ted, um, Gates. Um, yeah, Meadows. Of, they all hang Jordan out at the bar there. Like they're if, safe. If there. you're if you're gonna go to the to D.C. and spend money, you're gonna go to the Trump Hotel. If you're not a conservative, you don't follow Trump. You're not gonna go there. Right. So anyway, Shane and oh, I, like a liberal said one day. Oh, when I go by the Trump post office, that that hotel of his, I walk across the street. I won't even walk oh, on the yeah, sidewalk. Oh, yeah, sure. Keep walking. It's Keep okay. Keep walking, honey. It's Just okay. go down the street, man. There's plenty. Hey, there's plenty of places to go to in DC. There's a food bank around the corner. Stand in line. So hopefully, Manny, the fundraiser will happen. And uh, the beauty of this fundraiser, you know, Shane and I, of course, he's going to bring in the diversity part from his community, and then hopefully, I'll be able to bring something from with Latinos, so it'll be, it, you know, it probably won't be the highest, uh, it won't raise the highest amount of money, but it'll be unique in the fact that it will be a fundraiser with a very diverse... In a hard crowd to raise in money. In a hard crowd to raise money, and um, he's actually looking now to um, bring Rick Grinnell in as and, and the Rick main is, person, yeah, and, and I think, you know, famous. Rick will actually, you know, bring, will be a big draw, because Rick has been in the news lately, and he so declassified cancer, all those and a documents. a cancer survivor? Yeah, so um, you know we'll we'll see. You know we're working on it. We have to wait for DC to move into the next phase. You know reopening, and then um, hopefully it'll happen. So if you're, interested, if you're interested, 
definitely. Yeah. What I want, what I would, I definitely would be interested because I would, first of all, emotionally, personally, it'd be a haunt to go back to University of Maryland area, go back to D.C., mm-hmm. M Street, because M Street in D.C. is A1A. You follow A1A all the way down, and it goes right into M Street. It's the same street. Right. And now you're in Georgetown. Right. Uh, is Mo and Joe still there or no? That diner that had the right, the uh, Democrats in one mm. dining room, Republicans in the I'm other. I'm not sure. It was called Mo and Joe's. Wow. No, I, I'm not sure about that. When my that. father would go to his, uh, my father was an appointee under Reagan, and uh, when he would go there, that's where they had to meet. Yeah. And then the lobbyists would be at the bar. So the lobbyists would go to the dining rooms. Ah, they lean into a bunch of people whispering to each other. Come to the bar. Other lobbyists would be there. Go to your respective corner. And you would watch this. And if you're a young person like I was, a total freaking public policy freak, mm-hmm. I can't believe how political I've always been in my life. I've always been a junkie. Yeah, it's weird, though. You know, I... I well, we were communist kids, you know. I we, think so, you know. We were like, born free, you, we, know? you know. I voted for Ronald Reagan in the first election in 1984. Yeah. I've always voted for a Republican, you know. And I, I think about where we get our patriotism. You know, I was, I was actually talking to someone yeah. about that. My grandfather, of course, you know, Cuban immigrant, yeah. but he was so patriotic. You know, he would wake up in the morning, you know, get dressed, and the first thing he would do, you know, go vote. That was like the main thing, you know, voting. And then, of course, my mom and my, my you know, super patriotic, you know, and I'm thinking that really got passed on to me, you know, as from my grandfather. And it's kind of hard to do it with your kids because they take so much for granted. You know, I think that what's happening, you know, the institutions are, you know, one by one. We have the media, which is completely, you know, mm-hmm. to the left uh, with the kids, with the institutions. It, it's difficult. And, you know, I, I I have a little bit of, you know, experience with that. I see it with my children and, um, you know, hopefully, you know, what they say, if you're not liberal when you're young, what is that saying? You, you know... You definitely won't be liberal when you're old. Oh, of course. Yeah, but it's kind of like it has its time in your life, I guess. But not, I feel in, my, like, not in your mind, in yeah, your life or well, my life. I never was. I mean, I, I think that... I don't think you were either. Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I wasn't. Like when you went you to know. college, did you notice yourself going a little bit to the no, left? No, I mean, I, I think I had. I was more idealistic in my thinking, and I, I thought certain things. And There's nothing When I became about older, politics. I realized that the world doesn't work like that. No, you no. know, but, but anyway, the kids, I think, with the institutions... Um, are a little bit more. They're it's it's thing. It's happening. You know. Yeah. When, so, uh, um, when the first, uh, for example, in my home, she know my daughter knows that I'm on the radio. She knows that I'm the concrete conservative. There's no cracks in my foundation, and the Black Lives Matter stuff started coming around in my house. And you know her girlfriends are coming over, and she thinks that I'm not going to knock on the door in the bedroom and say, "Hey, I got something to say about Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Why do you guys all have them on your?" profiles on your instagram the black squares right yeah and the petition slash petition blacklivesmatter.com slash petition have you guys ever researched where that money goes absolutely and, and i tell them it doesn't go to black lives matter no, it they, goes they, to marxist groups worldwide worldwide and some stays in management you can see the huge salaries in the democratic party and it's, they raised last time i checked 442 million already yeah and and the huge corporations that are giving money i mean it's it's insane so i mean i i've had those arguments with my kids with my two daughters you think, you think, <laughs> you think disney will take down the hamilton show on disney plus you know i was i'm actually watching hamilton the past two nights because it just came out yeah one of my favorite i mean i, I saw I'm it without milanta so is milanta in that one or no uh, Ed, Ed, Lin Miranda. Miranda. No, I saw he's, he's in the he's in it. So it's I gotta the, watch it. And amazing. And you know, I just saw today. My husband sent me an article. 
they're trying to bring it down. Yeah, and you know, Lynn Miranda had to like block his Twitter because everyone was attacking him. Now and, he's getting hit. Yeah, by the left that but, he was defending. Well, that's it. You never. Uh-huh. What's you up, never, Lynn? You you hated Trump. Look, your own people are taking down. You your never show. know until they come for you. Yes, and that's what I tell my kids. I said, listen, I'm all for Black Lives. I actually have made many um, African American friends in D.C. and I get along with everybody. I'm like you. I mean, I'll talk to everybody, everybody. but I do not bla- back that organization. I, I back black lives, but not black lives matter. So I take out espresso coffee, cafecito to the garbage guys who are black guys. They look at me. Listen. Thank you, man. What's up? And I give them firebrand good coffee that I make. And I give it to them right before they pick up my garbage can. Manny, Manny, I think black people are the coolest people the, on the, the planet. The thing is with Republicans and conservatives is that we're about individuals. Yeah. We we don't care what you are, who you are. You're an individual. Mi negro, pasa? That's it. But... This group think that we have to be put in categories and then pit one group Labeled. against the That's other. That's how they keep, this keep us is apart. It, right? So this That's is how it. the left keeps so us apart. So we understand this and, um, you know, so I, I don't buy it. I, you know, I live the way I live my life. I live with those values. Have you been able to socialize and find a niche to actually go out to dinner with conservative oh, yeah. people? Well, we have, you know, we have friends. Do you, like, um, stumble upon them, or you actually meet no, them? No, within the organization of my husband's work, we have made friends. and um, But there's other friends. I, I have, like, a couple. I have like two or three liberal friends. Like one of the girls I, that's my yoga teacher in um, D.C. She she's from Miami, and she's but she's liberal because she actually has been up there so long. It's almost like if you spend a lot of time in the liberal cities. Because there's a lot of Cubans from Miami that went to Georgetown and American University. You don't run into those yet. No, or? you know, I, I really. I mean, I'm still finding my way. It's been, you know, it's been a cu- th- almost three years, and. Um, you know, I like I said, I'm super friendly. I'm super social. So we're, you know, we. We're, Did you go to Mount Rushmore or no? No, I was here. Oh my God! I got here on the July second. Yeah, I mean, I I get to Miami, you know, right when because I do notice that sometimes, that sometimes be, you, you know, do go to these events, and I'm very happy that you're there. And I go, wow, look, we're being represented. Um, you know, I tr- we go to you know. We Some try to go to things. We try. We go to, like I said, we go to the Trump Tower. We try to support him. I've gone to a lot of Trump Victory events there. Um, I'm trying to see if I can go to the convention, and I signed up. I to, wonder if I'm going to get. I signed uh, they, up they to, to be a volunteer at the convention, and um, my friend Shane that I was telling you is actually going to be a delegate for DC. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, those positions, those spots got. Oh, I got a. Del- I got a. Ge- I got a delegate story. We have 14 more minutes. Okay. Here's a delegate story. This uh, is okay. classic Miami. You know, Ted Cruz in the primary. Trump wins. So the day of selecting delegates. What makes me think that I'm going to be able to become a Trump delegate? Because I'm going to the convention. It's just a matter of whether I go on the floor as a delegate. Right. I've always wanted to do it because my father was. This is 2016. Uh, 12. Oh. Uh, no, sorry, 16. 16. Uh, I went to both the, the 12 and 16. The 16's in Cleveland. The 12 was here in Tampa for Romney. I was both times I was shunned as a delegate. But it's, i got to do this before I die because my brother Robert's done it and my, brother, and my father. B- bucket list item? Yeah, bucket list. So I'm sitting there in the Republican Party executive meeting where they're inviting potential prospects to be a delegate, and you're going to get interviewed. And this is for Cleveland. And I'm sitting there, and I tell them, they ask me questions that they know that I'm a, I was the Ted Cruz guy. These guys are highly, uh, one of them is Juan Fiol, who was at the table, who's running for District 27 against Maria Elvira. So he's there asking me questions. Manny Diaz is asking me questions. Uh the hell with the other people? I don't remember their names. I think Ileana Ross, not mm-hmm. Ileana Ross, Leighton, Ileana Ross, who's committee woman right now for the Republican Party, asked me these questions that pretty much 
say, well, thank you very much. It's, it seems like you're quite conservative. You definitely qualify to be a Trump delegate. They're looking at each other like, that guy's Ted Cruz all the way. So I walk away. The other people are waiting in the waiting room. Hey, it's your turn, your turn. And they're, some of them were Trump. Some of them were cruises like me. He goes, you think they figured you out? I go, yeah, I'm not going to get picked. This is in the Sosa Cigar Factory. Oh, oh, right around the Opalaka area, right where Hialeah, Miami Lakes and Opalaka running to each other. I remember it was off 57th Avenue at the uh, factory. So I walk away. And at the end of the day, the guys who really wanted to be delegates actually stayed around. Most people just left, went home and right. waited for them to tell you you weren't put. Because if you left, you're not going to get picked. Well, they come in there. He goes, well, we've already chosen our delegates. Uh, those who, those of you who haven't been notified, you're not being you're picked. You're not being picked. Picked a challenge. You know who they picked? Who? Themselves! <laughs> of course. <laughs> I always wondered, how, did that, how does that happen, Shh. you know? Themselves! Every single one of them was a Florida delegate from Dade County. So, They're all sitting at the table asking us questions. What the hell for? Yeah, You're yeah. picking yourself! Did you did you uh, get to go to the convention? I went, and I went, and I got on the floor, and I well, sat there. Well, I mean, I'm hoping that at least... You know least... who I was at the, at the convention? You remember when Ted, and when Ted beha- misbehaved in there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's looking at that teleprompter speaking, it's me he's looking at. Because oh, I'm God. standing on the chair. <laughs> and the teleprompter's just above me. So I'm saying, I'm one of those guys. I'll say it on the air. 165,000 people, hey, uh, you can find me guilty because now I'm a Trump supporter. Because, I know. And I know you, and were, I, you were a Ted guy. I remember. Yeah. Okay. I stood there and I go, don't endorse. Don't endorse. Loud as hell. And Giuliani and all these people who had New York in front of Florida. Yeah. We were in the center stage because we were electoral college big shots. So Florida was right in front of the stage. And then New York's in front, in front row. So Giuliani people, and they're hearing me screaming. I got what I have on. I'm in a suit. But the shirt is enjoy capitalism. No, oh, the red shirt. The red shirt. <laughs> That's a, that shirt gets you places. Yeah, baby. And then no endorse it. Ted's looking right at me like my boy from Miami just won't shut up. Listen, I mean, he's going to say that but, anyway. But oh, but Ted God. has really gotten behind him, you know. And and he's honestly, a real politician. He's but about honestly, his country. Let, let me tell you, you know, what's really disappointing. You know, we're fighting the other side, but we're also fighting the Republicans that won't get behind our president. They actually, that part, they actually that's the think part that, that there's a, a a rainbow at the end of Trump's presidency. There isn't, my friend. You know, it's a it's a pretty sad situation. So what what I always say, like this man, what he's fighting, all at once, all forces. So I I think like you know, again, going back to my religious faith, you know, a true Moses. God is what he will is. always put the right person in the right spot at the right time. Like he put me in your seat today. Look at that. What's up? What's up? High five. And look, and we're doing high five against social distancing <laughs> but, rules. God put Trump there because he's the only one that can stand what's come at him. And this man is a bull. And I mean, he sleeps somehow. I mean, I don't know. How does he's, he go to bed he, at night? He's a bull. Like sometimes mom will call me and she'll go, Ma, oh my God, I see him a little dejected. I see him. I said, man. Mom, no, he's no. not. <laughs> I said, mom, no. Because sometimes, you know, he, he, because this whole thing, what's come at him. I mean, this guy, where he was just a few months ago. And now this pandemic and they just keep on going. It's like, um, but I I really feel like he had really two good days, Mount Rushmore and then the 4th of July, two great speeches. I mean, he really kept it on target and they were very inspiring. Right. Did you not feel, I I felt, you know, I felt like the country needed it, you know? Okay. Here's an observation for you. Did you notice when he was talking to Mount Rushmore, Mm -hmm. did you notice anything in the background when he was talking? I was looking at Melania's dress. Ah, classic female. 
the, dr- the dress now, it's all everybody's talking about. Yeah, it has a little, she, uh, she's such a fine for, a first lady, but I won't go there because that's a rabbit yes, hole. Yes, don't do it. That's a rabbit hole I can't get out of. Every time he talked about God, glory, the unborn, safety is part of the glory. Because mm-hmm. there was words in there that had to do with safety. Every single time, 10 American flags stood up from their flag clothes and started blowing and howling. I did. I did notice that. It was like... And his hair was moving. You know, I was what I was actually focused on, now that you're reminding me, I was focused on his hair. And it was moving. <laughs> and it was moving. And I said, oh my God, please. Because, you know, there's always that... that it was um, the God of those the, Mount Rushmore There's always that heroes. rumor that... That like that maybe it his. that it's not his. So I'm thinking if this man's uh, peluca blows off, I'm gonna die. But no, no he I already mean, had he already had Jimmy Kimmel pull his hair. Yeah, no, I know, but I did not notice Jimmy that. Not Jimmy Kimmel, the other guy. Who's and the other I guy? later saw that yes, that it's true. Every time he started mentioning God, it glory, was almost or like incredible. Unborn. It was like it was like a movement of the air and the flags. And yeah, I have one more story for you. Go ahead. So man, guess we what? Got seven minutes. So talking about the flag. I will. I will never. I will always stand up for the flag. Like I, you would never write. I never only kneel. kneel. I only kneel for God. Only for okay. God. So, when I was growing up, I just turned fifty-four. Shh. I don't mind. I'm not. Pero Jorge, tu eso. So I always would see my birthday. My birthday's on Flag Day. Yeah, I get your credit. I plugged George. Okay. Yeah, I saw that. Okay. So my birthday's Flag Day, right? And, you know, when you're growing up, you always say, "Oh, you know, my birthday's on this pers- famous person's birthday." Da da da. So mine growing up was, my birthday was Donald Trump's birthday. You are the same birthday yes. as Donald J. Trump? So that imagine, is so cool. Imagine the pride now that I feel having my birthday. Kellyanne, did you hear that? <laughs> on Flag Day and Donald Trump's birthday. So, that is so cool. So really, honestly, it's like... The, Wait a second. Uh-oh, here we go. Say that again. You are the same birthday as Donald Trump? That's a standing ovation here on Blink Radio. <laughs> So I, I took it. These are all signs of I'm in the right place at the right time, right? I'm, I'm in Washington D.C. What an honor with Trump, you know. You know what my birthday was? No. The day that Kanye West went to the Oval Office and sat down with Trump, oh, wow. October the 11th. <laughs> and now he's running for president. Now I guess he's running him. for president to help Trump steal Joe Biden's uh, black. D- base. I mean, for sure, right? That is very cool. I mean, is that really happening? Yeah, the hip hop there. They're not political. They, they'll vote for Biden because they're brain-dead Democrats, yeah. but if Kanye gets in, I'll vote oh. for him. Split the black vote. I mean, I, that's what I that's the way I looked at you it, but I'm not sure. A, yeah, it's total my, my kids, my daughter, my little one says, Mom, he's just bipolar, and now that's another thing he's doing. And, <laughs> hey, it creates great uh, brand. Remember when the left used to say, Trump's just running because he wants to improve his brand. Well, you can say that all you want, but he kept on saying, I'm going to win, I'm going to win, I'm going to win. And I'm one of those who said, my guy's much more smart. My guy also ran first. My, you know, Ted Cruz went into the race. Yeah, I mean, number one, he was the first person. So don't, you know, I didn't bandwagon anybody. I, he was there first. You guys kind of raided his parade. What was really sad about the Republicans is what we talked about earlier that they're not supporting the president. They're not having seventeen candidates allowed him to win with twenty 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 in the early primaries. I mean, so now he's just running up against you know Joe and maybe Kanye or whatever, but. I just can't wait for the debate. Let's bring the debate. Let's bring let's bring Joe. That should be let's bring Sleepy Joe out of the basement. That, that should be pay-per-view. Man. I mean, listen, forget the forget the coronavirus. They can bring them into a room, you know, into an audience without people and they can just debate the ideas. But, I bet you but, but, I bet uh, you they're uh, not going to do it. Donald, do you believe what you're uh, uh, listening to? 
And I can see Trump going, you mean, do I believe in what I'm saying? Because it has nothing to do with what I'm listening to. Of course. And he'll correct them there. He goes, yeah, that's what I meant. I, uh, what you're saying. I mean. I go, look at him. I can see I, Trump leaning to him. He goes, look at this guy. He doesn't even know. I, where are we? Where, where are, are we? we? What, state are we, are we? what state I'm, are we in? I feel what sorry. Are we in? What? I feel sorry for Biden, but, you know, I feel I feel like someone in his family, Don't like maybe sorry. his wife would Don't say, shake him and go, I mean, just get out of the race. No, dude. basically, because if I mean, think about it. If it's someone that you love and you see them in that state, you would say, hey, mom, hey, dad, or come on. That the, you're sad, making- the saddest part of, of the Biden story is that the day he took the Oval Office as a senator, it was a day of great empathy for him because he just lost his children oh, in wow. a car accident. And his wife too. She died as well. Of course, and then Julia he had that other tragedy with his with his son that died. The one that was survived mm-hmm. ended up getting brain cancer, and then Hunter and Hunter survived as well. So he lost a daughter and a wife, I believe. Maybe I'm wrong. But I no, he did. He lost his yeah. A daughter and a, and a wife. Then he remarries this lady who's a professor and this and this and that. But you know how much he donated by the time he was vice president of the United States to charities. No. You guys can correct me if I if you think I'm wrong, but you better do your research because I did mine and I'm right. How much do you think that Joe Biden, vice president of the United States, had donated at the moment he became vice president? I have no idea. $2,500. <laughs> I did that this year. Sure, right. One year. And then you, I would double that if I think of the crap I put in the basket mm-hmm. at church on Sunday. Right. I'm probably doubled. I probably get another 2500 bucks. And... It's the saddest thing because Democrats don't even donate to the causes they claim to advocate. Yeah, of course not. And we we out donate them ten dollars to one. Exactly. I had someone tell they, me they want all the government government to pay for it. You know. Well, that's what's happened with our and society. We, when you overtax a society, remember people don't realize, and I say this all the time that people could go and do the research and tell me if I'm BSing or not. The only difference between the United States progressive movement and Mao Zedong's Great Leap Forward. The only, there, there is no different. It's just the speed of socialism, hmm. how it becomes dominant in your society. But one thing that's identical is that nobody can debate that bef- from the moment you're born to the moment you're dead, you've paid over 70% of what you've earned or given, because you got to assume that. Absolutely. 70% in taxes. It's, in, it's insane. It's so insane. We're, we're already paying for all the programs. Everything. I mean, come on. Because people don't want to factor in all the taxes you're paying for just about everything you do. Just everything. State, local, municipal. I, in my business downstairs, I have to add, as part of my business model, the taxes that the city and the county charge me, state of Florida charge me in retail sales, and then add another number to what I expect to be making in net income for the Internal Revenue Service. Every year that I've been running this operation since 2014, and I have to assume it's the same uh, for my father when he was alive, 165 to 182 days, I work just to pay taxes. My store is open that many days. Just to pay the taxes. To break even no, for taxes. No, then it's... I got to pay merchandise, electricity, and payroll. Well, I mean, and get ready, because if Biden wins, he already said he was, all the stuff Trump did, tax cuts are going I out the window. I said that to someone today. We had lunch together. They were ripping me a new one, and I was <laughs> ripping them one. Get ready. Get ready. Thank God someone else was paying for that lunch because yeah. I said, I ain't paying. Right. I'm not going to sit with two liberals and pay nope. lunch. Let them you pay guys it. pay. And now you guys told me about this and about that about Trump. Never forget, people love their country much more than they love the person. And if one person is promising security of the country that they love, thank you. you none of you two could debate Amen. that Donald Trump loves this country more than you and I do. That's exactly. Because neither one of us would dare run for president with that kind of money, that kind That's of success. Right. 
uh, children with multiple wives. That's hard to be a father. And they're all articulate. And they're all good looking. And Baron's the best looking of them uh, all. I know. And I wouldn't even think of criticizing him. And you guys are very flippant. Terrible. They, they, you know, so there's one thing that's very evident. And George and I always talk about it. How much Donald Trump loves this country. This country. There is no, and he wants the success that he has been able to have for the rest of the, for the rest of the country. And the, the liberals country. replying that he only loves himself. I go, that uh, is so listen, old. Listen, the, the, the proof of the pudding, Manny, is that before this man became president, he was rubbing elbows with all those people and in New exactly York who they were. and the, the Clintons. You'd and be in jail. Remember in the debate? Oh. Hillary, you'd be in so jail. So he was, he was at, I mean, he was with them at Chelsea's wedding. I mean, they all loved him. They loved him until the minute that he decided to run for president as a Republican. Republican. If he would have ran, you know. Okay, now your final statement since the party's over. Anyway, um, I'm super happy to be here with Manny Cambo. Cambo, 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 Cambo. Cambo. <laughs> and uh, anyway, it's been but a my great. Ra- my radio personality, uh, I'm Mac. I know, I got it. On I got the it. rampage. And thanks for having me, Manny. It's been wonderful. And uh, anyway, I'm going to hang out here in the key for the month of July. So if there's any uh, old lords, so people. she's like, she's like a like a summer lover uh, key, <laughs> key rat who comes with oh, the key. Oh yeah, I've been coming to Key Biscayne like every July, and and you're going to retire here. Oh, yeah, and uh, we uh, actually have a place in the towers that we're renting out full-time, but hopefully when this is all over, we'll be, uh, you know, Key Biscayne full-time residents. And you can always depend on me as Mac on the Rock the Rampage with concealed carry permit, and I come Oh, up, yeah. And I keep you well, secure. I'll let you, I'll let you, case, I'll let you and George speak about yeah, that. Yeah, me and George will sit behind the sandbags, you know, we'll protect you. But anyway. All right, folks, that was the end of the early uh, Concrete Conservative show. Stay tuned for Statues and Stories. With Adam Levinson, I'll be back in a moment. And I've had the ringer off this whole time, so he's probably calling and I have no idea he is. So stay free, my friends. That's 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 all it wrote. Mac on the Rock, WSQF, Blink Radio. <laughs>